Harris, an accredited Bible college in the beautiful town of Woodland Park, has been changing people's lives for over 25 years. The people here are so like-minded. They want to help you grow. These are people who genuinely care about you. They want the best for you. Be prepared to be blown away with the teachings. It's not just a season in your life. There's no way you can't change. You can't really go wrong going to a place that you get to sit and listen to the Word for four hours a day. Being under the Word that much just allowed God to pour so much into me. If you feel supernatural peace about coming to Karis, that's God. I know you're like, how, when, where, all these questions, just do it. The Lord will provide. I was doubting and second-guessing it, but when I took that step of faith, immediately, like, things were provided. Just being around like-minded believers, teachers who are there for you and ready to talk to you at any moment and answer your questions, there's just nothing like it. Just follow the leading of the one that you serve, and that's always going to be the right direction to go. Go to karisbiblecollege.org to register today. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Jesus forgave us of all sin, past, present, and even future sin. The first time I realized that Jesus took the absolute penalty, punishment, all of it for my sins, that was freedom for me. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing a series that I've been on for quite a while now, talking about observing all things that Jesus commanded us. This is taken from Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20. And it says we're supposed to teach people to observe all things that He's commanded us. And so for the last week or two, I've been talking about creationism as described in the Bible versus evolution. And we've dealt with a lot of things. I hadn't got time to go back through it. But let me say that I've used scriptures to show you from scripture that evolution does not conform to what the Scripture teaches. If you've missed any of this, please get this teaching. But then I've also been bringing in some people who are experts, Dr. Carl Ball and Dr. Grady McMurtry, who are experts in geology and in all of these scientists type of thing. And they are showing from uh, secular evidence that the Bible's account of creation is accurate and not evolution. And one of the things that I want to do today is go back to the Creation Evidence Museum that's in Glen Rose, Texas. And I was there with Dr. Carl Ball, and he brought this, uh, he calls it a wall of truth. And it's actual uh, strata of rock that have been brought from other places, and, it, and they've accumulated this. And according to the evolutionary model, this strata of rock from way down, I, I may get some of these details wrong, but when you watch the interview with Dr. Ball, he will say it just exactly right. But from the pre-Cambrian uh, stratus all the way up, it's supposed to represent something like 550 million years of evolution. And according to the evolutionary model, these layers, different layers that you can obviously see in rock, you can see it anywhere, anywhere that you live. As I drive up and down the pass, in Colorado, I see all of these different layers of rock. And according to the evolutionists, they are separated by millions and millions, even tens of millions of years. And yet, in these strata, you can find things like a trilobite 
that is a one-celled animal that is incredibly complex, but it's supposed to be way down at the very bottom, one of the very first things. And yet Dr. Ball has a sandal with a trilobite print in it, showing you that people and trilobites existed at the same time. All we have now is trilobites in fossil records, but that fossil existed during mankind. There is a quote from, um, um, anyway, I'm not going to mention the guy's name because I may get it wrong. I may say something wrong, but there is a famous evolutionist who said, if you could somehow or another put mankind and dinosaurs together at the same time, it would completely undo the evolution model. And yet we have evidence of that. And this little trilobite being in uh, one of the sandal prints. And then there's, there's all kinds of things. There's these things called plumes, I think, that is an actual plant or tree that reaches up through what is supposed to be hundreds of millions years worth of deposits. And that couldn't have happened unless these deposits came very quickly. So anyway, we have some actual footage uh, where Dr. Uh, McMurtry is showing like Mount St. Helens and how quickly all of these things were deposited. I'll get to those later, but today I want to go to this wall of truth with Dr. Carl Ball and let him just explain some of these things to you at the Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas. The moment you enter the door to the Creation Evidence Museum, you're immediately confronted with a wall. This wall is genuine. This rock and this coal are not fabricated. We had this rock brought from the various locations throughout the United States where these layers, according to geologists, were formed. And uh, this is the geologic column. According to evolutionary theory, that geologic column represents 550 million years of development from early sea bugs called trilobites all the way up to man and his companions. First, in the Cambrian rock, all the way down at what's assigned 550 million years, we have a human sandal print. Now, this is a replication. You saw the original human sandal print. Well, now, immediately, that blows evolutionary theory. And so the lower on this thing, this is the older according to evolution, yes. and up at the top is the more recent. So yes. here is this sandal down here at the very beginning of the fossil record. At the very beginning? Hundreds of, of years, millions of years before it was supposed to be there. 550 million years. <laughs> Simply assign awesome. that age, there is no way to prove that that rock is right. any older than any other rock. Sure. Then we come to the coal above that. This is the genuine coal. Here we have a replication of the cup. You saw that cup mm -hmm. a few moments ago. Yep. And that was found in a huge chunk of coal by Frank Kennard. Uh, then we have in the Permian, a human footprint. There was a trail of nine of these, more coal. We have what's called the clastic dikes, the rolling of the material while it was still pliable. Then we go up to the big dinosaur bone. That's, that was the discovery bone and in that location, there were 14 other dinosaurs and we're still excavating at that site. Above that, if you look, you'll see the hammer, a replication mm -hmm. of the hammer. You saw the original a moment ago. That's in rock that's supposed to be 140 million years old. Over to the right, the human finger in rock that's supposed to be 110. 
Then you see the Willett print, and then you see the Delt print. Among these, you have plants that are polystrate. That poly means many, straight means layers. So while this plant was in place, these other layers formed. They had to form very rapidly. Because uh, according to the evolutionary, this, this period from here to here would have been a million, hundreds of millions oh, of tens, years. Tens of millions of years. And yet years. you've got one plant running up through that. That kind of disproves that theory oh, right yes. there. Yes, and these polystrates are found throughout the geologic column, but they're ignored. If you read the geologic literature, you can't find polystrate fossil. But they're throughout the geologic column. So, Carr, can you explain how all of these layers that were placed down, how did, how did all of these layers come? Was it the one flood that produced all of the different layers? The single flood. All of these are sedimentary deposits. Some of these deposits run over 11 states and into Canada. Some of these deposits, like those we're working in here, run adjacent to the material that bands the entire globe. Sedimentary deposits are waterborne deposits. Mm -hmm. They have to be laid down very rapidly. In order for fossils to be preserved, you can't have exposure to the atmosphere. They have to be encased very rapidly in the sedimentary material, otherwise they biodegrade very fast. And then they're compressed once they're in this material. So every one of these layers, including the coal, made of organic material, then compressed because of this weight, uh, and I mentioned earlier as we dialogued, that uh, we can make coal in one hour. So this coal was produced because of the weight of the other layers on top of it, That's because correct. of the heat, because of uh, those five things that you were talking about. That's correct. So the entire geologic column does not represent what we have been taught 550 million years of evolutionary time, but represents the activity in a worldwide flood. But let me finally mention this. At the bottom is the granite. The scripture says in the first chapter of Genesis, God said, let the dry land appear on day three, and the dry land appeared. Just let the dry land appear, the dry land appeared, mm -hmm. just like that. The base to the dry land is the granite. And according to evolutionary theory, it took 50 million years for that granite to form. But the scripture says, let the dry land appear, and the dry land appeared. In one day. Not only one day, in one sentence. Well, that's true, but I mean, it was what, the third day of creation, day of it creation? wasn't spread out over hundreds of millions of years. That's right. But watch closely. In that granite are these tiny little halos. Among those halos, without any associated daughter relationships, meaning they're isolated. So we have to consider them as specific units. We have the halos left by polonium-214. The half-life of polonium-214 is 0.0001647 seconds. Now you're a math major. That's quick. That's quick. It's faster than you can snap your finger. Yeah. That means that that granite was created functionally mature, and recording what was in it, recording the pleochroic halos faster than we can snap our finger. In other words, what you found today is there's evidence for creation, just like the Bible said.
Now you stated that very good, but let me give a layman's interpretation that this means that for those radioactive things, that their half-life is less than the snap of a finger. If it took longer than that to form this rock, all of those isotopes would have disappeared. Sure they, they would have been gone. So for all of these isotopes to be locked in granite, it means that granite was formed quicker than that or those isotopes would all be gone. You're right. That's awesome. That's my layman's explanation of your technical thing. Good job. Good but job. But this is great. This is just tremendous. So all of these layers, uh, how, how did they get there at different times? Or were they all put there simultaneously? Not, or? not simultaneously. It took a year, you know. Like before. waves? Waves, sure. And, and it took, now the fountains of the great deep caused the flood at the beginning. They ruptured. Mm -hmm. Then the windows of heaven were opened, channel windows were cut into that canopy, and it began to rain, ran 40 days and nights. But it took 150 days for the fountains to be assuaged, to stop. Right. So we have 150 days of this material being ruptured up from the internal structure of the earth and then spread out. And some of it spread out over maybe a few, what's now a few states, some over many states, some of it worldwide because you'd have tremendous amounts of it, smaller amounts of it, and that's what we find in the geologic record. You'll find sheets of it running over a quarter of a state, sheets of it running over two or three states, 11 states, etc., and some of it running around the world. Yes. Now let me ask you what this white thing is here that goes up into a different okay. strata of rock. What is this? Okay, that's a plume. So we have represented, I'm glad Bob called attention to the polystrate fossil showing that this was in place and these formed very rapidly uh, around this. So again, we're talking about So this one plant did not live hundreds of millions of years. <laughs> that, that's right. But this plume is very significant. Here we have the white material. Is that and, limestone or? Uh, that's, that's a limestone and that's from Utah where they have a lot of these plumes. But the other material is laid in uh, tidal impacts, one layer after another upon it. But it is so pliable that its weight causes that plume to thrust up into it. So in other words, all of that is pliable. It is not yet cured, lithified, hardened into real hard rock. That shows it's rapid yeah. and it's in succession. That's and so all of, this, all of this weight that was upon it just force some of that pliable material up, up into the... cracked material, because that was still pliable, was yet unconsolidated. Many. I bet that doesn't fit into evolutionary theory either. Oh, no. <laughs> so how do they deal with those? Is this one of those things that they willfully ignore? Uh, well, they say those are beautiful plumes, aren't they? And that's all. And, and the fact that they run up through rock and require a very short time to have elapsed to run up through the, the rock above them. And uh, Carl and I have both seen a pillar of lava up at 14,000 feet on Mount Everest. Oh, right pillar of lava is only formed underwater. underwater. <laughs> well, you know, I've uh, read that in every culture, like the Chinese, every culture has a worldwide flood. Over 500 accounts of mm -hmm. a worldwide flood. Among people that don't believe in our God at all, and yet every, every segment of humanity without collaboration with the other groups, all have this worldwide flood because it actually happened. Yes. That's awesome. 
On today's program, Andrew interviewed Dr. Carl Baugh. For more information about Dr. Baugh and the Creation Evidence Museum, go to creationevidence.org. Throughout this series, Andrew mentions many statistics and scriptures with regard to creation versus evolution. These references, as well as others pertaining to abortion and homosexuality, have been compiled in the Observing All Things booklet, which is Andrew's free gift to you today when you write or call. Andrew's complete teaching titled Observing All Things is available in either a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. The enemy's goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. And he starts as early as possible sowing lies into young minds. For Johnny Rhodes, the lie would come in the form of abuse which in turn would make him believe he was fundamentally flawed and would lead him into a 30-year cycle of addiction with no hope he would ever be set free. That is, until he encountered the love of God through Karis Bible College. I think some things that happened in my childhood formulated what would happen in later years of my life. Because of years of abuse, came a very angry little boy, uh, very aggressive, just hurt. I was first introduced to alcohol at age 14. Had no idea the grip that it was going to get on me. Ignoring his anger and growing addiction, Johnny went on to pursue his dream of being an emergency medical doctor, where he regularly saw chronic drug addicts and alcoholics trying to fill their own voids. I spent 11 years of my life training to pursue my dream. I lost my medical license. I myself ended up in the streets living in the same homeless shelters, standing in the same soup kitchens with these very patients I used to treat. And I just gave up. I was in and out of 15 drug and alcohol treatment facilities and saw countless psychiatrists, psychologists. I had several counselors tell me that I would never be free from addiction. And the best that you can hope for is to probably have a quick overdose. But that's what I was told. Johnny was labeled by the world with bipolar disorder, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, and intermittent explosive disorder. For years, I was often on antidepressants, antipsychotics, mood stabilizers, and was told, if you keep going down this path, you're gonna end up in jail. And I didn't believe them. And soon after that, I was in jail. I met Jesus in the jail cell, and that's when I was born again. I wish my story was that I met Jesus and everything got better, and I was completely delivered, healed, and set free from that point in time, but it wasn't like that for me. My life just went around a cycle of building up what would be considered a good life, but destroyed every bit of it. 
Because Johnny was convinced that God was angry and disappointed in him, he could not maintain true freedom. His life was stuck in a vicious cycle going up and down. During one of the good periods, Johnny met and married Jeannie. But even her constant encouragement was not enough for him to break free. Johnny landed at his 15th rehab center. After we were married, very shortly after, um, Johnny began to have trouble again. I really felt confident that God had put us together, yet we're dealing with all of this trouble and it didn't, it didn't make sense. On three different occasions, clearly I heard the Holy Spirit say, trust me and love him. Things had gotten really bad again. And it's a faith-based facility, but there's three men there that just really, they had, I saw something different. I saw something special. And what I was discerning was just the, the love and the authority of Jesus and these men. And one of these gentlemen, he left a book on my bed at the time in the treatment facility titled Self-Centeredness, The Source of All Grief. I was not happy when I saw that book laying on my bed, but I picked it up and that was my first time hearing of Andrew Womack. A couple of weeks later, um, we're worshiping one evening. And as I'm praying, Andrew Womack's name just pops into my mind. It's like literally like a neon sign. I can see it right now, red letters. I can see Andrew Womack. When I asked the Holy Spirit, why are you giving me Andrew Womack's name immediately? He, he, he put school on my heart. Like school, Andrew Womack in school, what does that mean? Then after worship, I asked my friend Caleb who gave me the book, can you tell me about Andrew Womack in school? And man, he, he just, he lit up like a Christmas tree. He said, yes, yes, yes. Andrew Womack is the founder of Karis Bible College. Their main campus is in Colorado. When he said Colorado, God hit me. I mean, the Holy Spirit just got all over me because I knew God was calling me and my wife to Karis Bible College in Colorado. I had been asking God and, and pleading with Him to do something when he told me that we were going to Bible college, I, God had given me the desires of my heart. Johnny and Jeannie moved to Colorado to attend Karis Bible College, but what originally sounded like a good idea to Johnny quickly dissolved as he fell back into his pattern of addiction. Two days before school started, I'm in my living room with a fifth of whiskey and a pile of crack cocaine, so full of hate and self-pity because I was back in the same condition. I'm just telling you, all, all hope left. My wife talked me, two days sober, she talked me into going to orientation. I knew in my knower that if we could get here and get in school, that God was gonna do something. She drags me in and we sit down and when worship started, I just exploded. He erupts in ugly words and, and calling everyone around us a fake and Andrew Walmack's a fake and that Karis Bible College is phony and none of this is real. And, and, and I'm like, Johnny, shh, <laughs> shh, someone's gonna hear you and they're gonna kick us out of school. And he's like, I don't care. And he, he storms out angry. I kick the doors open and I'm walking home and I get to the edge of the staircase. And in this condition, I don't know, how can I still hear from God? I don't know, but I did. He said, Johnny, if you do this today, that you're gonna die. Drugs and the devil are gonna take you out. If you leave here, go do dope today. And now I'm standing at the top of the stairs, really mad now, because everything in me was wanting to go get high. 
and I can't. So I'm stuck on the top of these stairs. Oh man, I'm mad, I'm mad at God. And I remember making the decision, well, might as well go back in. But when I walk back in, Jenny's just got her eyes closed and her hands are raised. And I'm just standing there watching everybody worship the God that I so wanted to be connected. I wanted to be free like they were free. I made the decision, you know what, I'm just gonna lift my hands. 30 years of that abuse, anger, rage, that, that stuff that was choking me began to fall off. What he showed me was so beautiful, he said, I'm not mad at you. I've never thrown you away. And he just showed me his love. And when his love washed over me, I was a completely transformed man. At some point, I opened my eyes. I sensed someone next to me, and there he is with his eyes closed and his hands in the air, abandoned to God and praising him. And I knew something was different. He didn't even look the same. I'm convinced, you know, the abuse that I suffered as a child, it was several years of sexual abuse. The enemy through that deposited in my heart that I was a fundamentally a bad, unworthy, unsavable person. And I didn't know I was believing that lie until the Lord revealed it to me. God's not mad at you. He's not even in a bad mood. Man, God loves you. God has cleansed you. All of His judgment against your sin was placed upon Jesus. There is no judgment, no condemnation against you from God. When that revelation hit my heart, oh, I went from knowing about a God of love that I didn't really believe loved me, to knowing, intimately knowing the love of God. Through sitting under the Word four hours a day at Karis Bible College, in listening to Andrew's teachings, I began to understand the true nature of my father. I'm just talking with the Lord. I'm conversing with the Lord, and he deposits in my heart. He says, I'm all you need. And in that moment, I realized he was talking about all these psychiatric medications that I was on. And we took every bottle and flushed them. And there was not one withdrawal. There was not one adverse reaction. My mind cleared up and got sharper. My memory improved. I never, it was amazing. It was a miraculous healing. I'm a free man today because of the love of the Father. I got a revelation of love and grace, and now I am free to go do what God has called me to do. Johnny L. Rose. Johnny and Jeannie both graduated from Karis Bible College, and today they work in the call center for Andrew Womack Ministries, sharing the truth that changed their lives. It's a privilege to be able to work for Andawamic Ministries, being able to just minister daily, not only to people at the center, but just over the phone all over the world. It's amazing. My life is nothing like it used to be. I haven't been depressed. I haven't been full of rage. I haven't been full of self-pity. I haven't been full of that dr driving desire to go get drugs and alcohol. It's all gone. Thanks to you, our partners, one man who wrestled for years with addiction, is now living a life of complete freedom. And Johnny Rhodes is just one example of how the grace message is changing the lives of students at Karis Bible College. I can't thank the partners enough because my life has been changed. My marriage is restored, I'm restored. We have purpose and none of that would have happened if we were not able to come here. Encountering the grace and love of God 
set me free. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of The Gospel Truth. Andrew and Jamie wish to share their sincere gratitude for all the grace partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generous partnership enables us to take the gospel, the nearly too good to be true news, to the ends of the earth. May God richly bless you for your faithfulness. If you're not already partnering with Andrew Womack Ministries, we encourage you to join us in this great harvest today.